To episode 147 of the Bookworst Pod. I got a bad feeling about this. I bet you thought you. No, I don't. I don't. Have... Were you gonna say you bet they thought they'd seen The Last of Us? <laughs> yeah. Burp, you had like two months to get that right. <laughs> Are we surprised? No, we're keeping it consistent, <laughs> which I which I admire about us. Yeah, we're back from our hiatus. Thanks for waiting. It was my fault, so I appreciate your patience. Oh, it was definitely it not your, your fault. fault. Were any of us equipped I mean, to record in the past month? I don't think so. No. How <laughs> dare you have to fix your body with legs? Yeah, so if anyone didn't know, I ripped my hamstring off of the pelvis. So it's been a few, an interesting month or two. Rana broke her butt is what she's saying. Oh, I've done that before. But it looked great. No, it didn't actually. <laughs> I, I'm just picturing lots of bruising. No, I had no bruising. That was the craziest oh. part. No bruising. So they were like, there's no way you ripped off your hamstring. And they got the MRI and they were like, um. These two things are hamstring. supposed to be connected. You see how they're not connected in the picture? <laughs> so fun fact for anyone uh, who also rips off their hamstring. For some women, depending on where their fat deposits are in their body, my doctor told me that that can imp- uh, impact your bruising. So you can just not bruise because you have fat on your legs and butt oh. so you're bruised inside so all the, the bruising was like in the muscle and the sciatic nerve but you can't see it on the surface that's, that's a fun medical fact it's not really that's medical f- but yeah that is medical and it's wild i still bruise there <laughs> oh no like if you tore off your hamstring <laughs> oh <laughs> I was like, yeah. don't try it at home i'm not trying to Anyways, now we're back. Not fun. No, it was, it's not a good time. Can't confirm. Not fun. <laughs> Chris, tell the people what we're reading. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. All I can talk about now this is my Rana's leg. leg I mean, really, really what it is is that Rana just was so excited by week one of Thrawn Ascendancy that she decided to try to turn herself blue, but then she didn't even get bruised. So, <laughs> Except, excuse me, I did it far before week one of Thrawn Ascendancy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's She's right. It just folks. took you like a year to get it fixed. I remember now. Well, something like that. Anyway, you sorry. Keeks is <laughs> okay. Okay. Keeks hey. is looking at me like she's gonna kick me off the pod again. So no, she's that. That's at me. I guarantee you. Um, I'm gonna mute. Yeah. Uh, we are reading *Ron Ascendancy: Chaos Rising*. Uh, we are reading *Memories* four through seven, uh, and it's I think very topical of us to be reading. The, doing our second episode on the first book as the third book just came out today. So we're just on top of it, as always. That's not that bad. That's not that behind. We, we've we definitely done worse. <laughs> we never said we were a contemporary Star Wars podcast. That's true. In fact, we've explicitly said that we're not. So joke's on everyone else. <laughs> um, I think the joke's on everyone else if they're just listening in the first place, though. Yeah, we've given you months to leave and not come back. <laughs> what are you doing? Honestly, if you downloaded this after everything, after that long <laughs> of a break, you've chosen your fate. Yeah, that's on you. We've we've said this many times. Um, what are we all drinking? Rana, let's start with you since I saw you just take a sip. I did, sorry. 
I don't know why I apologized for that. <laughs> How dare you drink your drink on this drinking podcast? <laughs> um, I'm drinking uh, Freak Show, which is a Michael David wine. I love this wine, and I usually save it to bring to other people's houses. But um, part of my surgery recovery was my mom living with me for six weeks, which meant she wanted to have all of the wine in a one-bedroom apartment. It was a... Uh, it was great, and she's wonderful, and no one tell her I said that. It was great. It was phenomenal. Um, anyways, she has a higher caliber of wine standard, whatever, how words work, than I do. So uh, my wine that I used to save to bring to other people's houses was opened, and I don't want it to be wasted. She's no longer here, for the record, um, but it's been vacuum sealed on Friday or Thursday. So that's what I'm drinking. It's delicious. It's from Lodi, California. Uh, I love all the Michael David wines. I don't know what else to add to it. Oh, they moved it. It used to say Lodi. Now it says Grattan, California. Graton? Graton? I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to pass it over to Chris because I'm talking a lot. You, I did have excellent wine at the, your house last month. It's so. probably where they sourced the grapes from, Rana. It used to be Lodi. Right. So depending on what kind of... So, I mean, some yeah. vintners do different things, but sometimes they yeah, source the grapes. Yeah, it does say vinted and bottled in Groton, California, oh. which is weird because it also says Lodi, California, which yeah. is where my boss works. Don't huh. contact my boss about this podcast, please. <laughs> <laughs> Can we contact your boss about wine? No. Damn. Can we contact your boss about their extended warranty needing to be... Uh... <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'll text you her number. <laughs> Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, incredible. I'm drinking uh, scotch. I'm drinking Glenfiddich. Some number of years that I don't remember. I've had it on the pod before. Just listen through all our old episodes until you get to the one where I said what number of years it is. Start at the beginning, too. Yeah. Great no. use of time. Miss it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely uh, first got this exact bottle of scotch four years ago. For sure. Makes sense. Uh, Miranda, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking the Northwest's finest water. It came from my sink. So Rainier? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a good one, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. You know I crave recognition. Uh, no, no, speaking. No, yeah, because Lord knows you need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, men. <laughs> Listen, if you're not patting my egos, no, what just, is the rest of the world doing water. with their lives? <laughs> uh, Keeks, I'm also drinking? Drinking Your wife water. will kill you. <laughs> oh, I'm I drinking know. water. <laughs> I'm also drinking water. <laughs> we had sporting events the last two nights, so mm. I did not feel like drinking. I went to the Blazers last night. Miranda's face just said, what did oh, you no, do Oh, no, no, I just remembered that you did do two nights of beer. I had a beer earlier um, during a staff meeting. But then <laughs> I was like, I don't want to keep drinking my beer. That was a plot twist during a staff meeting. Oh, we always drink drinks. If if we're in the office and like some people mm. kind of are, but like not in the like before times in the office, like we would send somebody to go get like usually four growlers. There are usually three or four bottles of wine, some snacks. Always at the end of the day. I love that. Yeah. I uh one of my old jobs had weekly beer storms where people would like submit like creative stuff they were working on. And we would brainstorm it, but while drinking beer. One time we had a horrible like day where all, I mean it was a good day, but we just had we were inundated with calls about an application and literally like didn't leave our desks for an entire day. 
Um, and we're in the office until 8 p.m. So at like six o'clock, our VP walked in and gave us each like a box of beer. And he was like, I'm so sorry. We're like, all right. That's my alcohol in office story. Keith, I feel your like turn. I f- She's having water. I don't sorry. know. Sorry. No, about no. alcohol in the office. Oh. <laughs> oh, I've got another one. It's fine. This podcast has great chemistry. We <laughs> always know what the other people are talking about. Please ignore me wheezing Jesus into my microphone. Christ. Always finishing each other's sandwiches, etc. <laughs> oh man chris, chris the look on kristen's face right now is just <laughs> phenomenal she is definitely wondering why she didn't cancel her <laughs> squadcast account or whatever uh chris you want to tell the people what our org is for this book i do you don't want to hear us continue riffing on alcohol in the workplace <laughs> it's an alcohol in the workplace bot obviously it's not not that listen someone's drinking on thrawn's bridge is all i'm saying it's true for sure and uh, they're definitely drinking at like the art gallery and stuff yeah some like weird fancy blue scotch drinking, though, like no doubt <sighs> maybe those two aren't drinking but everyone else is there's no way they're going through art if you're not looking at like tables i'll wait till chris is done. go ahead chris <laughs> um for this book the organization that we are encouraging people to give to is the Texas Equal Access Fund, uh, which provides emotional and financial support to people who are seeking abortion care in Texas. Um, you can find them at tfund.org. T is in the drink. T-E-A fund. Um, so yeah, blue scotch. That's what they're drinking on Oh my Casilla. God! <laughs> he made it! I feel like Thrawn could have gotten a better analysis of different like planets by their alcohol than by their dining wear but my personal opinion i just like this but like i get the like Thrawn drinks oh that's a good question i, I, I bet a little I'm, tiny bit like i, I don't Thrawn's think he's like, ever had more than a quarter of a drink Thrawn's constantly <laughs> drunk is that what you just said? yes i think everyone around him thinks he's constantly drunk he's either like doesn't drink at all because he doesn't want to in any way impede his brain or he is like, I know that drinking will make people think that I've lowered my guard the tiniest bit, and therefore I will have two swallows of wine. Like, it may <laughs> be a strategic it. choice. Now I'm remembering that like ridiculous rumor that Lucasfilm wanted to get Robert Downey Jr. to play live-action Thrawn. Robert Downey Jr. Thrawn absolutely drinks. What the fuck was this rumor? I'm so glad I didn't. I must not have done it. Right? That Isn't day. that just like the worst possible casting you can even imagine? No, I can think yes. of worse, but it's it's up there. Oh, I, yeah, it's it's not good for sure. Bad. It's bad. It's another case of like the internet only wanting to have the same five actors and everything. Oh, absolutely, man. Also, Thrawn is blue. He is. <laughs> he is blue. That's Burb's well, update for the pod. <laughs> and he's honestly, he should just be played in live action by fucking Gail and Urso's brother, just like he is by voice. Oh. Oh, that's fun. I was going to say Robert Downey Jr. is notably not blue. This is correct. That is, that is. I feel like we're going down a slippery slope here. Should just be played by Pierce Brosnan, like that fucking weird ass poster at Celebration. I always was like, what is going on with that? It totally is Pierce Brosnan's face, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's 100% his face. Like every single person at Celebration was like, are they announcing something? Why is Thrawn <laughs> literally Pierce Brosnan? Like, Did I miss a Pierce Brosnan Thrawn movie? That's what all of us thought. <laughs> and then they gave us no news because it's Lucasfilm and they don't share things. We didn't get like news last week. Upcoming projects. My God. I've t- 
I've just been laughing about hashtag Disney Plus Day for how many days has it been? Four days, five days. I've been laughing about it since it happened because it's just so unbelievably stupid. Um. Anyway, we were talking about Thrawn. He's in the book. He is in the and book. As Burb noted, he is blue. Yeah. He's blue. He's in the book. It's the book's named after him. So is the chaos, I'm pretty I sure. I thought you were going to say so is the blue, and I was about to be like, is it? <laughs> it could be. Definitely, I am picturing like a paint color called Thrawn Blue. It's like a particular yeah. Pantone shade. It has a little bit more purple in it than Periwinkle. It's like a, or a little bit more like bright electric blue than Periwinkle. Yeah, I'm imagining it. No one, hmm. I'm going to mute now. No, I got you. It's like a bizarre mix of like navy electric blue and like deep purple. Uh, no, but maybe you for seen, you it is. Have you seen a show called Rebels? He's on it. Thanks for her. <laughs> that, no, I, I just. What's I'm, that? I'm, I'm trying to picture that blue. Sorry, Miranda. Have you seen a show to... called Rebels? Valid question. I did this to myself. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's the year of our Lord, 2021, almost 2022. And Miranda has still not finished Rebels. It's, it's never going to happen. Don't worry, Miranda. Just start the first season over again. What's the worst that could happen? Don't tempt me like that. You know I will. I know, for like the seventh time. Listen. It's fine. <laughs> um, Tom is chaotic. That's the book. Yeah, it's true. Thanks for listening to Book Wars Pod. Smart, but <laughs> chaotic. Um, but yeah, we talked last last week. We talked last two months ago about how like... Ron is just as annoying to everybody else as he is to the Empire. Or to the to the Star yeah, Wars section I of the galaxy. I feel annoyed reading about him. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't mind him as much in the, like, 90s books. But I hate a, like, Golden Child story. I was just telling Keeks and Burb this before we logged on. Like, I, I can't stand it. I hate the, the, oh, this person is so perfect. And it's every single person who looks at him, even if they hate them. Or even if they hate him, they're like, he's really good, but I can't stand him because of this one thing. But I can't deny even like the, the aliens from other planets or like, I don't know anything about his species, but I think he's young to be a commander. I'm like, oh, my God. It, mm-hmm. it drives me crazy. It makes me dislike reading about Thrawn. No disrespect to Timothy Zahn, but I, I hate Golden Child stories. I mean, that's why I hate the original Thrawn trilogy. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it doesn't ever change. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally with you. When I heard that we were getting a young Thrawn book, I was hoping we would see him mess up ever sometime, maybe like even, even questionable decisions and like, no, it's like, no, he's just, he's still just a prodigy since the day he was born. No fuck ups in Star Wars, unless you're a parent and then you die. I'm pretty sure he strategized his own exit of however they're born, his species. The he did. He just had so many um, midichlorians. Looked, looked for his... He, which he notably does not because that's how the... Um... You can do it. We'll <clears throat> get there. The, oh, shit. What are they called? The, the... the midichlorians, the powerhouse of the cell burb. Remember that. I know. Is the the I little almost girl. just came off of mute to say that, Chris. But <laughs> I didn't have oh, that's to. what I was, I was. I was about to say. Look, oh yeah, he had like all the mitochondria. <laughs> Which I also thought Burb had a not. cigar for the record, Rana. Miranda's <laughs> okay, holding like what that. appears to be chapstick in a very like mafia movie. Like you come to me There's on the day of my daughter's wedding. Like, 
There's some sort of like Lord of the Rings optical illusion going on to you where it looks huge because of where it's held in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it's like a cigar the size of her face. And I put in our chat where I normally am just apologizing to Kristen for my nonsense um, that I thought she had a cigar and I had to mute myself. Oh, I did it again. I muted myself. <laughs> it wasn't it is, supposed to be an example. It was just my... It <laughs> I've been hovering. Great. You're doing great, babe. <laughs> I'm really not. It's fine. Um, oh, and Argos is going to bark. I'm going to mute. Uh, no, it's it's just chapstick that I'm using to wildly... Gesticulate? Gesticulate. If you think that's wild gesticulation, babe, oh, you it's are not. very waspy. <laughs> no, it is not. It is pretty tame. Um, where was I? Mitochondria. <laughs> I was gonna use that to transition into something, but I'll just go off with Sorry. my opinion of Thrawn in this book so far, because that's what we're doing right now. Um, I don't mind. Like he's always right. That's just the fucking thing. But I love how many different fucking perspectives in this book we get. Where everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, how many how many other points of... Like, we've gotten Arlani. We've gotten the Pathfinder man. Uh, we've gotten Talius. And we, like, see other... Like, the, the uh, syndicate people. It's not a syndicate. Um, Syndicure. Syndicure. The fancy politicians come in when he and Arlani are uh, talking to General about Keith, And they're like... We saw your name on a report, and we're here to stop you. <laughs> because what the fuck? You can't just make up your own rules. I was confused by that scene. Maybe I just didn't read clearly enough, because I definitely didn't read right before we recorded. Um, but how did, like, did they, I assume it was like a video message? Like, I thought that they were meeting with them in person, and then all of a sudden they were back on the bridge, and I got confused. Maybe no one else was confused. Maybe critical reading issues. But no, I think they, they were always in person. They were in person, yeah. They right, in- but then I was confused because then they're back on the bridge, like, commandeering and responding to military things. I mean, wasn't that just a chapter break? Oh. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I say with I... love and respect for you, right? I even <laughs> went back and checked, and I was like, look, no, this just happened. Because I was so confused. I must have, like, skipped a page. Because I kept going back. I was like... What happened to the people? Are they going to get blown up? Like, maybe they'll respect him now? Okay. Well, apparently, I just don't know how chapters work. So, it's a great reintroduction to a book podcast. <laughs> um, it's what they've come to expect from us. <laughs> I totally thought. I kept checking. I was like, why are they on? Like, how does this work? Well, okay. Well. I mean, this book jumps back. Like, even for a Zon book, this book jumps back and forth wildly. Like... Yeah, you don't have to try to make it better for me, Chris. It's okay. <laughs> I can't read. Fair. <laughs> Illiterate Rana. That's going to be my new Twitter handle. No, that's kind of sad. Um, But yeah, like getting back to Thrawn and how like everybody is like this fucker. I just, I get very frustrated by that though. Like, and honestly, and this is something that like, frankly, doesn't get better in the rest of this book and in book two of this series. And, like, we know that he eventually leaves the Justice Ascendancy to go to the Empire, so I assume it doesn't get better in Book 3 that came out today. I will let you know when it arrives on my doorstep. Um, but, like, it is, it's annoying that, like, 
like saying he's perfect is like an understatement. Like he's always right and has never done, never made an incorrect decision in his life. And it does get old. And it's like, well, so you just need to get on board or get out of the way. And I get that like the whole point of Thrawn is that he's nostalgia. And like, that's why like he's having this big renaissance to try and win over the Legends fans and, and whatnot. And I actually really liked Thrawn in um, Rebels because i felt like he wasn't perfect like he like got beat by hera a few times which i really appreciated about him and that's why i thought he just had more dimension to him than book thrawn but i just anytime people are like let timothy timothy's on write everything i'm like what if we don't do that that's a lot of episodic books also thrawn is like maybe one of the least interesting characters in the thrawn books I know, and that's the problem. Like, and and it seems like Zahn is the only person who doesn't get that. It seems fine, right? You know, writing the book. Yeah, like he always, and this was true in the in the previous the. the so there's the Legends Thrawn trilogy, the Canon Thrawn trilogy, and then this Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. In the Canon Thrawn trilogy, that's also true that Thrawn is like often the least interesting person in his own books. Like you have, uh, Miranda's perfect baby angel Eli. You have an assortment of different captains who uh, serve under Thrawn. You obviously have Anakin and Thrawn together. You, and and then Krennic and Thrawn and the other dude who then gets sent, shipped off to the Ascendancy. But, like, they're all, like, supporting characters to Thrawn's perfection and, like, slowly or quickly coming around to what a genius he is and learning to just give him their absolute dedication and loyalty. And it's just, like... Why do we care? <laughs> Sorry, I, we, uh, there was actually, well, there actually wasn't that much content, which is why I just started ranting. But here we are. <laughs> because the book is about Thrawn is why we care. I, I keep trying to like give it a chance. And I keep thinking that maybe there'll be something that gets figured out through other characters' perspectives. But one thing that kind of frustrates me is that because Thrawn is supposed to be so smart, he explains everything as it happens. And so it's like, I like when you have to make those connections in your head and you're like, okay, oh, look, I feel smart because I figured it out. But in this, that happens. And then Thrawn says, and look at this connection. It's like, <laughs> drives me a little bit insane, but it's fine. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's like Timothy a whodunit. Has but piles of money. So yeah, it's, it's a whodunit, but the explanation is in every chapter. Exactly. Uh, just to say a positive thing about Thrawn, because this has turned into shitting on Thrawn pod. Um, I do like his method of teaching where he like does whatever fucking insane shit or like pulls up the art. Like, look at these lines and then like makes the person think through it. Um, Like, that's cool. But again, he's still not like I'm more interested in them putting the pieces together. And I'll say like I do have positive things that I think about Thrawn. I just feel this way about the delivery of his character i guess i don't know yeah. how to refer to that kate has the mfa and she's not on the, the thing so she's the writer she could really describe that but um i do think he is better with people than you would expect not with the syndicure obviously but in terms of like he listens to everyone on a ship and he gives people an opportunity to show their expertise and he's very good at like when you think of that strengths finder of like the people based um i don't know why i'm talking about that but <laughs> if they had a clifton strength analysis uh, obviously strategy would be high, but he's really good about using 
people in their most um, effective place and like really complementing people's abilities and really fitting them in strategically. So I, I do think there are good things about his character. Um, I just wish he were less perfect. Yeah, he, he's good at the, the actual people things that matter. Bad at politics. Which, to be fair, politics, they have an actual politics political system. Yeah, yeah they're always like, he's terrible at politics. <laughs> but, like, him being terrible at politics is always shit. Like, you want to drive my starship into a star. What if we don't do that? Oh, you're bad at politics, Ron. You should have let him blow everybody up. Like, it's like... And, and also, to be clear, I, I actually don't hate Thrawn as a character. I think he's really interesting as a character as, like, this kind of, like, perfect foil to... And I realized he was originally, like, the perfect foil to, like... Han Solo, notable, not perfect human being. Um, but like it's it's more Zahn that I that I don't particularly love his writing. But like, yeah, it's like what what is bad about his political knowledge other than being like, I am right and I will not accept that I am not right. Like that's being an he asshole, right. but it's not just in political contexts. <laughs> I was yeah. surprised that this chapter we finally saw some emotional response from him. Not this chapter, but in this reading. Yeah. Um, everything else that we've seen has seemed really calculated. And then he had that moment where they did meet with the syndicate representatives. And he was saying, but what about our people? How we have to defend everyone? And he was very animated. And I maybe I overread that as a very loud animated person. But I was like, what? Thrawn is like shouting? Um, and so I will say, I suppose that could be counted as an imperfection to robots. So Yeah. <laughs> The droids, sorry, we're in Star Wars. Okay. No, definitely. We do get more emotion from Thrawn. Honestly, in this whole book, I think that is one of the positives to this book is that, like, you know, by the time he's in the Empire, he's an adult and he knows exactly what he's doing the whole time. And, like, it feels like in the Thrawn trilogy, he, like, has everything figured out, like, before he's even started. And it's just a question of going through the motions. Whereas this, it does feel like he is figuring it out as he goes along. Like, he's figuring it out in his own special Thrawn way. But, like, he does have, you know, he does have that outburst of emotion. And he does get frustrated by his the limitations of his position. Yes. Oh, I had something to say halfway through that. Um, I do, so I think, I don't remember how much we saw of this in the, the original canon Thrawn trilogy. But, like, we do also get uh, a better look at his relationships which is interesting i don't know what to do with any of the information (laughs) like you have one friend maybe two or three you have two friends yeah it is interesting because he's always very standoffish in the, the thrawn trilogy even with eli i think the only time he ever really lets down his guard is with what was that pirate's name in the first book like skyhawk or nighthawk or something something like that if you think i remember you are very wrong it was like the, no the pirate talking about he was like the main antagonist of the first thrawn book and he was like the pirate that they were trying to catch and he yeah tries no to i vaguely him. remember it because i keep thinking of that every time they talk to him about the pirates yeah. in this book and then i'm like wait no yeah. not them but i have i have no it was like i read them like 2002 i don't know night swan <laughs> night swan is who it was um i think i don't know fuck it but yeah like that was kind of the only person he ever really opens up to in the original books or not the original books but the new the canon the new trilogy and we see you know we see obviously he and Arulani sorry have, I thought you were talking about the old ones oh no that's fine uh and he and Arulani have like a very congenial working relationship I would say 
Yeah, they've they've also been in it since they were teens. I feel like Arlani is the only one that has his back. Like I like that they fight and that she gives him a chance to actually explain himself because sometimes he does sound insane. Um, I feel like she has his back and it's and also I think I don't know how to say this, Bakif. I think he has his back a little bit as well. Um, but I, I like seeing Arlani's perspective most. I think not just around Thrawn, but as like a um captain and all those things too i like seeing her like battle expertise yeah arlani's fucking great where's my trilogy about her yeah no for real i'm hoping there's a I'd lot more that. arlani in in um lesser i think lesser evils the name of the third one <clears throat> um whichever one came out today night swan is right chris hell yeah i knew it was some kind of night bird <laughs> i said nighthawk first it was close sure whatever whatever <laughs> Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit more about Thrawn and Arlani and their bizarre art gallery slash punching date. What a weird relationship they have. Like, cause that's, that's when they were, um, was that when they were still like in baby school or what, were they already officers by that point? I think they were in like some like high school, college military situation. The undergrad yeah. years. Baby school. Yeah. Um, it, it's like they go back to, you know, that far. But like, this is Thrawn's one friend and he's like building this friendship. And I maybe want them to kiss while they're fighting. Um, it's a good trope. I have feelings about it. They're deeply complicated. But even then, he's still like, oh, yes, you can learn a lot about tactics from art. It's like, ask her about her house, man. Does she have other friends? <laughs> he's like, I, tactics. Yeah, I couldn't figure out if I wanted that to go further than friendship or not. I don't, I don't, can't imagine he'd be a very good partner in any capacity, but. Also, um, Arlani's gay. I'm, I'm here for that. I, yeah, I was like, oh, I I don't like when the romance is like forced between friends because it always feels like such a violation. So I didn't know what I wanted to happen there. Um, but I did like the idea of awkward art and punching either as dates or fun friendship activities. Uh, and I thought it was a good like exposition opportunity about how Thrawn views the world. I just didn't expect it to be brought up again like two chapters later in the same way. But... It, at least I think it was a good way of introducing like everything we see about him with his excuse with the um, I've already forgotten what the name of their species is that come back to their ship and everything like it did wind in or weave in properly um, to the other storylines. But I yeah, I had mixed feelings on what you were just talking about, Burb, about how I felt about the Arlani Thrawn friendship questioning. Yeah, well, I, I think it was just the tension in that scene when they're fighting. <laughs> Because, like, there's always going to be some tension in a fighting scene. Not related to the physical fighting. (laughs) God damn it. No, I see where you're coming from, for sure. Thank you. That's a a loaded uh, activity. No pun intended. Yeah. And I I, I do also like getting the background, like, on where, where they came from to, like, where they are in the, you know, present uh, for the the main story, because like she gets, she's like, I ask him and I check the rules when he says what he wants to do, and technically it's okay. But like she she just has like that built in knowledge of like how he 
kind of use anything, everything. And like everyone else just kind of makes fun of it. Like they, they take the, um, that ambassador and he's like, oh, you want to look at their art and their ships to see what they're going to do? <laughs> and Arlon, he's like, no, no, we're going to do this because I'm the fucking captain. Shut up. It'll work. I have liked seeing the captains and commanders and upper level people like slap everybody down for not trusting in Thrawn's plans. That's been fun. Yeah. I really, I, I think my favorite part of their date was when Arlani was like, why are we here? And he was like, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> He's like, it did so seem confused. Like sh- it did seem like she thought that maybe it was like, she was like, Thrawn is asking me to go look at artwork. Um, so I kind of got it in that sense. And then he was like, let me tell you the military origins of each of these forks. I was like, oh, oh, I, I that took makes it, more sense. I, I took it in that she was genuinely confused about why they were at an art gallery. Yeah, no, I think she was. I think she was like, Just because like, shouldn't we be doing something like military? Or fun. I- One of the <laughs> two. <laughs> Maybe art galleries are fun. <laughs> art galleries can people. be fun. I assume. Um, it worked in one. It was fun. It wasn't. <laughs> but it's just like a very surprising thing. Like, oh yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, we're gonna talk about tactics later. Why are we looking at dinnerware, sir? Also, like, all the like the the dinnerware example. I was like, well, yeah. If I ran into an alien race that fucking like fucking pointed knives at themselves or others i could probably figure something else out about that too like it's there's like very obvious like examples except for the one that oh the dinnerware is so fragile because they like to destroy it between like presidencies or whatever i was like what i've seen dune i know i get that part this is now a dune pod everything is dune (laughs) everything is blue dune ascendancy Dune, but make it blue. Quick, somebody take away Denny Vinev's sepia filter. That sounds like a smart joke. Um, Never mind. Um, I got where you're coming from, Chris. I got it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Rana. I appreciate that. I'm here for you. Um, What else have we not talked about about Thrawn yet? I have I have a question about Talius. Is that how we're pronouncing it? I, that's how I'm pronouncing it. Thalias in my head, Th- but Thalias. it's probably just because I work with a great person named Talia, and it's one letter off, so I try not to make it be the same. We can, Thalias, it's honestly your problem. And don't right. do it's it off Thalias. what I said. I'm no, really but Miranda Wars also said, and I'm very stupid. Uh, yeah, I said Thalia. Well, I said Thalia because that was her name. <laughs> Thalia. Um, Silent S. <laughs> <laughs> and an invisible K. It's like French. There are no invisible K's in French. Don't. I'm joking. I'm joking, Burb. Burb looked at me like, what the fuck? It was just a joke about words not looking how they see you, okay? Leave me alone. Listen, did you you see the spelling of the word I put in the next bullet point? That is a six-letter word that that has one consonant. (laughs) (laughs) I totally want each of us to say how we're going to pronounce that word, but we can wait to let Burb finish her point. Oh, I just just, wonder about... Thalia's because like she was kind of built up like a bit in the the first section of this book it's like oh she's a skywalker that's what they're called oh that, the, that references oh, okay. earlier yeah <laughs> when i couldn't remember um that mitochondria are the powerhouse of the cell oh that's what you were talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um 
Like, you know, oh, she's this former Skywalker. She's in Thrawn's political family. She's, like, talking her way onto this because she wants to, like, I don't know, learn more about the shady shit he does. But, like, when does she do things? I think she'll have her time. I bet it's coming. Because she had to go on that ship, um, and I bet that she's going to continue to have some sort of a role in how that storyline plays out. That's my guess. Yeah, I just wonder, like, if the the payoff is worth the setup. Like, I feel like I'm going to be disappointed by her character. I was a little not disappointed with, like, how she came into the story, but I felt like the way that she chose Thrawn's family and the way that, like, she desperately wanted to get onto his ship, it made me feel a little bit weird of, like, why, like, yeah, dude was nice to you, but, like, why are you just trying to follow him now for your career like i don't i don't know we gotta find like out that. i don't yeah. think we will but we gotta find out i hope that it goes in a different sort of direction rather than like thrawn is the best and i must like model my life around him that's what i don't want it to be i want it to be something more interesting but we'll see yeah yeah um do we want to talk about military and politics in the ascendancy and how balancing that is hard or do we want to save that for once we have more clarity on what the either military or political goals are here probably let's that save one. it <laughs> all right um all right let's play wheel of fortune can i buy a vowel how how okay so let's let's go around <laughs> let's go round table keeks i want you in on this as well even if you haven't read the book how are okay. we pronouncing this word who's starting uh burb so I think my head goes the owie or some weird, like something that ends in owie. But also sometimes my brain says Lion King. <laughs> oh my God. That's fantastic. Wait, wait, should we tell any listeners what the word is and how it's spelled? No, we'll do that after. I mean, I feel like it's, if anyone is either Lion is reading King. along with us or has read it, it's very clear what word we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. I just it assume is the, most It is the name of a neighbor... So, sometime antagonist of the Chiss Ascendancy. Yeah, I think mine is just Lowy. I don't even want to get fancy with it. I'm just shortening to as many vowel sounds as I can. Yeah, I would have said Liaoi probably. I think I... I oh, which sorry, is wrong, ahead, but... <laughs> no, it's okay. Go ahead, Chris. We'll see. I'm going... In my head, I'm going like Liaoi, but it's also extremely uncomfortable to even think, let alone say out loud, so... I, it's interesting you all have it that way. Maybe my brain is broken, but when I see an O-I, I think of an O-I sound, so I read it as Liaoi, which is pretty similar, but that's how I read it. And that's my story. Yeah, no, I think I think you and I are similar, Rana. I think mine is more rooted in I get halfway through the word and then it's fucking stupid and I get bored. <laughs> well, at first I was like reading it different ways in my head of like, all the different ways the vowels can be connected and make a different sort of sound than their individual sounds. But it was too hard. Like, it can't be lioi. Like, I mean, maybe it's it an alien be. language. Like, they don't have vocal cords. It's cool. Um, or maybe they do. But, yeah, I I don't know. I hope that that's not in future. Actually, I kind of hope it is in future uh, Disney Plus content related just to Thrawn because I'd love to hear people say it over and over again. Just tell us how to pronounce it. It's going to be the new E-Web in terms of I mean, things that nobody even... expected to be like part of a TV show. Yeah. 
they can't even like consistently pronounce a three-letter word in the original trilogy. Like they can't even pronounce the names of like two of the main three characters. So. To be fair, they were like all on coke. Yeah, that's right. Like a lot of it. Is that our theory? Is our theory that Peter Cushing was on coke? That's why you couldn't pronounce oh, no, Leia. She was also like she had that British accent. And I mean, obviously, she was on coke in that scene. That's not a question. <laughs> No, but isn't know. the actual story that Carrie Fisher like went was in like some sort of drama school in London when they shot that film that scene, and so she like still had a little British accent, and then after that she was like back to her normal stuff. No, I mean also on is that for any is of that, that the, but isn't that the, the, is that a thing? That's what I had read. All, all I had ever heard was her like. Did I just back teach at a, Chris a Star you Wars did. <laughs> The only thing I had heard was I think she was joking about it later, and she's like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing with that. <laughs> I mean, maybe I. Which is also perfectly is Carrie Fisher, fact. but no, I believe the yeah. like was used to doing a like authentic English accent for the theater. She was like the already in the UK for something and was like unintentionally like picking up the accent and then was doing it then and then. Oh well, maybe that's all a lie. She was definitely on a lot of drugs, but oh, Carrie Fisher, she was great. R.I.P. I miss her. Mm. I miss her daily. Can you imagine her trying to or like somebody them, somebody trying to get her to participate in Disney Plus Day? Oh my god! I loved her tweets always that had like a million emojis in them, and she was always basically like, "What the fuck is life?" Like, also, Gary. Gary is a champion. We love Gary. I love that her daughter has Gary now. I know keeping Gary in the family. Also, Billy Lord looks exactly like Carrie Fisher, and it's terrifying. I I don't. I don't think so. Interesting. I think she looks like her, but I don't think she looks that much like her. Like she looks like her daughter. But I don't. I don't think she looks that much like her. Maybe I'm going crazy. All right. Well, we'll leave it there with Carrie Fisher and the Liaoyaiya. Oh my God, Kristen's gonna have so much editing to do. And the L E I E I O S. Um, everybody, get your vaccines <laughs> so we can all go outside. I mean, we're going outside, but get your vaccines. Um, get your boosters. Yeah, get your boosters. If you live in many states, you can get it without any sort of medical reason, and you should because winter is coming quite literally um next episode we're going to be continuing with piranha sentency you know in the next three months or so um reading chapter 10 through the memories 10 interlude uh so if you have the means first and foremost please give to the texas equal access fund at tfund.org and then after that if you have anything left over and want to support us which let's be real you don't black friday's shockingly close i gotta figure shit out um, uh, support us by donating to the Tasha Station Radio Patreon and giving us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookhorsepod it helps us cover our hosting and production costs and keep us you know, fed and housed and clothed so we can continue providing the excellent Argo, Cerberus, Jasper, Orca, and Tony content that you have come to know and love uh, our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear, our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design, and our audio and production are done by Kristen McDonald Thank you all for listening. For Kristen, Rana, Miranda, and Kate, I am Chris, and we will talk to you next episode. Now this is pod racing. Well, that was a fucking shit show. What the fuck? That was... No, I, I,